haven't had enough already? Connect with me on Instagram at Callie Coach. Hello, lovelies, and thanks for joining me for another episode of Enough Already. Are you feeling enough already? (laughs) This will be a conversation with you. From my heart to your heart, from my voice to your ears, an exchange of sorts that will happen in a moment of time. And while you're listening, perhaps I may even feel within myself your energy being shifted by the dulcet tones of my voice. (laughs) So I have had some technical difficulties of late. And I have lost my laptop to the laptop gods. It's not turning on. So that's a pain. So you should see the setup I have right now. I have this big giant blue Yeti microphone plugged into my phone. And I'm just using voice memo to record these thoughts. Ah, the possibilities, the endless possibilities of the freedom of technology. So I've been thinking about this and how things are always working for me is I've been working over the last couple of years with the amazing Haley Carr and she always says that um, it's working, it's working. And I have been fostering that in my own day-to-day life is seeing everything, even if it poses a challenge or feels in somewhat restrictive or out of alignment, that actually in some way it is here and present because it's working with me, through me, and for me. And it just kind of lifts the heaviness around certain scenarios, environments, circumstances, when I can see it through the lens of uh, functioning for me, that it's actually working in some way. And it makes me think of the periods in my life where I have felt like things have been slow or I'm confused about how they're actually bringing the things I most want and desire to fruition. They feel most furthest away from the things that I am creating, or I feel like I'm in some giant pause, or that everything I want has stopped momentum. And I was only recently sharing with a friend that isn't it the case that with the Rubik's Cube, it's at its most scrambled, the moment before it clicks into place. And it takes me to moments in my life where I have felt my most scrambled and actually I am the closest to transition and change and bringing what it is that I desire into fruition, into tangibility, into reality. Um, But I have felt my most uh, unsure or doubt-filled or um, purposeless in that step right before the change. So I thought that would be fun for us to talk about today. And I wonder, is that something that you relate to or resonate with? That feeling of being so far away from 
attaining or living the vision and yet it's so much closer than you think. And it takes me to a moment in time when I left my life in the UK to follow my lover, my beloved, who is now my husband, um, to Japan. He had a contract in Japan and we were to live six months in Asia. So I remember thinking, well, what? how does this play in my life, my journey, my trajectory, uh, my dreams? If I'm kind of following this man and his employment, what am I going to do for money? What's going to be my meaning in life? How am I going to be making an impact? And all of these questions came up about this idea of following somebody else and their needs and being supported by someone else uh, for half a year so that I could be close to Elton and continue growing our relationship and our life together. And I remember how much resistance I packed with me to Tokyo. And it came with me for about the first three months. This idea of I don't speak the language and although I was excited and in, in adventurous mode to see Tokyo, live in a new culture, embrace um, adventure, I still had this inner resistance to, but what does this mean for my life? What about the plan? Uh, what about all these things that I desire and how is this getting in the way of that? And then I think it was the midway mark of our six months there that I I was doing a lot of courses online and kind of threw myself deep into the business side of being an entrepreneur and think that was the time that I signed up for a course called B-School. And so there was a whole giant community that I had been kind of thrown into with people who had similar passions and dreams and were like-minded. So I was receiving a lot from that community at the time and kind of like a thunderbolt of lightning, I woke up one day and I thought, what would it be like if I just surrendered to the gift of this opportunity? And that I, instead of holding on to an ideal or uh, a narrative that I am doing nothing and I'm simply following somebody else and being cared for financially by somebody else and falling into these judgments of this opportunity, what would happen if I actually surrendered completely to the gift that was being given to me? And it was like uh, immersing myself in a warm bath, the ease and the peace and the nourishment I felt by simply offering myself that what if and staying curious about what it would be like to let go of an ideal and simply be present to what is here for me. Because what I found out in hindsight <laughs> was that the universe was actually offering me six months of deep retreat before I became a mother. Our last week in Tokyo, I unknowingly conceived our first son, well, our only son, but my firstborn. And 
I, everything was about to change for me, my, my body, my life, my perspective, and my amount of sleep. <laughs> Bowen Brown was about to throw my life into complete and utter disarray with sleep deprivation and um, a complete re-look at my values, who I am, what I need, what matters most to me. It was uh, a a shocking awakening (laughs) um, to motherhood when my son was born. And in hindsight, when I then looked back at my time in Tokyo and this sublime gift that I was given from the universe to simply be in another culture where I had to literally silence myself, retreat, and simplify because I was lost in translation. I was living in a completely different culture. I didn't know the language. Um, And there was a lot of time in silence. What an opportunity. And I wonder if you can think of a moment in your life in hindsight that was gifted to you in preparation for your becoming, in preparation for what was to come, that you had zero understanding or inkling of, but the universe was prepping you or um, offering you the environment to be nourished, restored, capable, and... um, building the musculature musculature necessary for your next chapter, your next phase, your next experience. And so why I opened this episode with it's working for me and that idea that I'm actually now even deeper surrendering to the idea of life working for me is I didn't know what was about to unfold with my pregnancy journey, my birthing journey, and my matrescence journey, my journey into motherhood. When I was in Tokyo, I wonder how I would have treated that six months (laughs) if I was uh, to have um, some kind of future view of myself, see what I was about to experience in a year's time, um, how much I maybe would have really surrendered to the opportunity of retreat in that time in Tokyo. So I guess what I'm offering here is we never know what life is preparing us for. In those moments that feel still, that feel like there's a deep pause, that feels like there is no forward motion, almost stuck, or a deep waiting, can we give those moments reverence? Can we release our need to control and our incessant desire to which I think is a social desire to um, create and um, like be proactive in nature and have this 
forward motion momentum all the time, can we see that creation also requires the cyclical nature of stillness? Of the pause and giving these moments of waiting, these moments of almost feeling like you're in mute or you're I keep getting that um, the 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 idea of slow motion. You know, when you're taking something in slow motion or almost freeze mode, when you're recording something, that sometimes it feels like life is in slow motion or freeze mode. And instead of wanting or desiring to change that, acts actually seeing it as working for us and an intrinsic part of the creative process, an intrinsic part of making an impact, of being resourced enough for those energetic times in our lives that are requiring us, requiring us to be in motion, to have the energy to, um, make that impact, to be full of, um, ah, oh, it's like I can't even find the words. Um, when I was an actor, there is a writer called Harold Pinter, and we used to call it the Pinter Pause because he actually wrote into his dialogue the word pause and gave value in his scripts to the pause. And how actually those moments of silence and those moments of stillness are adding to the intensity and the importance and the um, expression of the words, of the communication. So what do you think? What belief have you attached to the phases in life that feel stuck, that feel slow? How comfortable are you in the pause? And do you value the moments of waiting? the moments between asking for what you want before being given what you want? What are you making up about the space in between, in between the asking and receiving? As always, I would love to hear your thoughts. Let me know what was stimulated for you in listening, in taking a moment in your life to pause (laughs) and receive my voice, receive my thoughts. And I wonder what it's like to take a moment to digest that in stillness and then, um, yeah, offer me your thoughts. And where in your life do you feel like you are waiting? And what would you now like to, uh, if you were seeing it through the lens of working for you, 
What energy and reverence would you like to give to those spaces in between? The spaces in between, the asking, the seeing the vision, knowing it's there, seeing others living that vision, and then the weight that happens that is still full of life and still so important to creating that in which you will receive. (laughs) As always, thank you for listening. And um, I look forward to connecting again soon. All my love. Enough already. When you've had enough of not feeling enough, come here to connect to your knowing that you are more than enough.